the most important things are the things you do every day. And if you're married, those are the things you do every day together. That's what we're talking about today on Elevate Ordinary. Well, hello and welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. I'm Teresa Grodi, and I love our intro. I do too. It's really Alina nice. Alina De La Torre so is my spirit animal. She <laughs> chose all of those things based on knowing me <laughs> and the things that we it's really good. think we do in our head together. Yeah, it really it does. <laughs> it gets across the ethos and the mission of the show, which is to elevate the ordinary little bits of life. Pull them out, examine them, look for the opportunities for virtue and for grace and for service that we might be missing, we might be taking for granted, um, and also to exemplify how we can have good conversations around those to elevate uh, our lives and each other's. So that's what we're talking about here on the show. And today we're talking about routines and daily like habits and things like that, particularly focusing on the morning. That's just something we've been working on lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking about the things you do every day. So we'll get to that in a moment. I want to remind you, as always, that if, you, if you're if you people who listen to the show, if you like the show, if you like what we're doing, um, we'd love you to be partners in it. Uh, check out ElevateOrdinary.com to learn about how you can support the show uh, and join the community, which can be accessed via the app at theawakenapp.io. So um, actually I actually had a, a quote here. I, I, I've, this is one of those quotes. It's It's so obvious that it's been said by many people in many different ways. I heard it most recently from uh, Jordan Peterson. I can't open my iPad right now. So I'm just going to paraphrase, which is that (laughs) we we tend to think of the things we do every day as mundane, as trivial. But but it's exactly wrong. He did say that. That's exactly wrong. Um, Those are the most important things you do because they they add up over time. You know, if if every morning you make breakfast – and just the way it, it turns out in your family is that you're grumpy and, and you get angry at each other and you're yelling and stuff like that. And you do that every day for a week, for a month, for a year. That's a lot of yelling. That's a lot of that's a lot of this is really specific. Sorry, I didn't mean to get so specific. It's really so fast. specific to me. <laughs> we'll get there. The point is, <laughs> is that if you want to make an impact in your life, don't focus on necessarily the, the big giant things you want to change. Focus on well, how can I start with something I do every day? You eat breakfast every day. We talked about this in the past, I think one of our first episodes, about the sacramentality of the meal and how, hey, you eat breakfast every day. So why not, if you're trying to initiate family prayer, for instance, why not attach that to the the daily meal that you share together every day? Like you already do that. You already have a habit. Why not build additional good habits upon that habit? Why don't you habit stack, as some people call it? Uh, And so to here... Again, it's a similar focus that if you if you can fix or improve or elevate some of the things that you already do every day, well, you haven't just made one decision, one good decision. You've changed the trajectory of your whole month, your whole year, perhaps the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to talk about today is some of the dynamics, some of the things we've tried and failed at, you know, some of the ways that particularly our morning, because that tends to be our most regular patterned part of our day how it has changed over time and where we are at it, with it now. So, Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. Tell any, me. Any thoughts about this? <laughs> um, so I, I think that before we get into yeah. our specific life, um, I want to give a tool 
that we have used for several years now um, that is really applicable to every family, to every couple, um, to every person who has another person who works with them every day. Um, and the book is We Always Get This Wrong. We always call it <laughs> The Three Frantic Families. It's not called Three, the three Frantic, frantic families. families. It's called Three Questions for Frantic Families. Three Big Questions <laughs> for a Frantic Family oh, I still got by it wrong. Pat, Patrick Lencioni. Yeah. Um, and if you're Catholic and familiar with, well, actually, it doesn't matter. He's like a huge, like, yeah. big business guru. Yeah. Uh, motivator. Huge, yeah. Like, what is he? Professional like development. A or yeah. He writes books about over. about leadership, about uh, organizational management, that kind of a thing. And so, what's interesting, yeah, about that book is that he, the the principles that he applies to a business or to a, an apostolate or whatever, I mean, they're applicable in some sense to any time, as you said, mm-hmm. you have a group of people who need to work together. Yeah. You know, what are the three questions? That, that oh, so mean? the three fa- the the three he questions kind of has distilled his stuff down into yeah. three. And the book is questions. something I think you read it in a couple of hours. Yeah, it's, it's I'm real a slower short. reader, so it took me like a day or two. Um, it's called Three Big Questions for a Frantic Family, and if you I always like to pair this book with it because this other book is like a lived version of this book. Um, it's Jennifer Fulweiler's One Beautiful Dream. Right. And actually in like the, the Mexican restaurant chapter, they actually, her and her husband sit down and do this. Yeah. But she never actually references it. But Pat Lencioni writes a thing for the book. Like they, they know each other. I, yeah. I know there's a reason why she doesn't specifically reference this book. Mm-hmm. But um, the three questions are, what makes your family unique? Mm-hmm. Um, what is your tra- top priority or rallying cry right now what's most important right now what what is the what are you working on yeah and how do you talk about and use the answers to these questions so uh what i think what we're probably going to focus on during this episode is number two like what is your identifying your top priority for your family now well i think no all them all them fit in because so one important aspect of all this is that um a lot of times if you go out there and you and you read books about habits or routines a lot of times they're talking about them in terms of individuals because they're speaking to individuals, you know, people who are working on themselves. So that's good. That's necessary. But it's more complicated when you're married because um, mm-hmm. you have to be doing these as a team. It's very easy to come up with all kinds of great plans about how you're going to improve yourself and great plans for the family and then go tell your wife about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have not gotten past the fly ladies first day for years <laughs> Because a clean and shined sink and dishes done does not depend on me solely. Right. It's got to be a team effort. It's like little kids and my husband. And it's like, well, am I going to, like, I'm not going to nitpick this incredible, like, all of these dishes got done. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to nitpick this, you know. (laughs) So it's like when when you do take someone else's habits or, or when you're getting habit advice, like, you have to make it your own and your family's or mm-hmm. you're going to cause discord within right. the family, you know? Yeah. So there's the two, there's really the two pieces of this. There's, there's the practical ideas that you might experiment with in terms of trying to come up with, for instance, a morning routine for yourself and your family that, um, that works, you know, that helps you start the day. Well, that gets in the things you need to get done. Um, so there's, there's the stuff, but then there's also the, the, the dynamic of you have to have a way to not just talk about this once, not just talk about this like when things explode and you're angry at each other and then you have to have a forced conversation about that's how all my conversations that's, sometimes that happens right <laughs> you need you need to have a kind of a system for making sure that this is 
this is going to be an ongoing discussion. We're going to try this out. We're going to try uh, something new in the in the morning. You know, new morning schedule. But we're gonna we have a system in place, and that's the third question, right? The the third question. For I didn't understand that is, one very well. Well, so the, <laughs> the, the point is, is that you you know you know who you are as a family and as a couple, that you identify that right now we can't work on everything at once. What's the the next change we're trying to make? What's the maybe maybe your project is trying to get our mornings to not be yelling fest. That might be the thing. <laughs> but then question number three is, do yeah, we have a plan for how we're going to not it just say this today and then forget about it? How are we going to begin to take steps? but then continue to have conversations. And so that might be a weekly date night that, hey, we're committed to. Every week, we're going to get back together and talk about how this went and how we can tweak it and how we can make it better. You know, what what went great, what didn't go so great. Maybe that's a weekly date night. Mm-hmm. Maybe that in our case, I we'll talk about it more, but I've rear, we've rearranged our morning schedule so that every morning we're actually spending at least a half an hour or so having coffee and talking about our day, talking about or our whatever. week. Whatever, yeah, like whatever is pressing at that moment. You know, maybe that's the point is you need to have a plan for that because you can come, you can come up with the best plan in the world, but you have to be able to run the plan, examine how it went and then tweak it. And you have to do that as a couple. Yeah. And the, the first, um, the first question you kind of just like foo foo over, you know, like what makes your family unique? And you're like, Oh, family mission statement. Oh, how stupid. But the, what, what he's trying to get you to do is again stand shoulder to shoulder, yeah. like you did when you were dating. And yeah, why did you, you get got married? married? What, 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 yeah. what, what was what got you guys excited together? You know, and like, if you can keep that in mind, mm-hmm. then difficult times become seasons of life. Right. You know where? Oh, she's postpartum right now. I hate to keep blaming mm-hmm. it on me, but like we do, we women, we live by cycles. Um, and it's stupid to ignore that. <laughs> sorry, 1980s, but it's stupid to ignore that. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Take that, 1980s. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, like we we go through difficult patches mm-hmm. in child rearing or like whatever, like seasons, you know, taking care of other relatives, things like that. Yeah. Um, or just, you know, having no babysitter or something for a season of time. Um, and it makes it so much easier to deal and to problem solve and to think about things mm-hmm. when we have the fact that like, yeah, we got married for a reason. And I like standing shoulder to shoulder with this person and moving forward and tackling problems. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like the, the habit of doing this, it feels so good when we, it never feels good before you sit down and do it. Mm. I'm always resistant to it. I'm always like, I don't want to make another list. I don't want to make another plan. Everything sucks. You know, my life. ah, And there's ah. a spiritual side to that, right? There's, there's resistance there. There's, uh, there's, there's, there's demonic oppression there. There's a, there's a voice that says this can't possibly be worth the discomfort of initiating this conversation can't possibly be worth it. Although it always is. But then afterwards, yeah, you're just like, uh, everything is better. Right. Wow. And you have a plan and you have a reminder of the plan Mm -hmm. and like, and it's a a small-ish accomplishable plan. And you want to go make another baby? Yes. Well, like a lot of times our goals are like to get me healthy enough to have another baby. Or to solve my problems so I feel comfortable being pregnant and I, my kids won't die. Yeah. Well, I, I joke, but it's like that that really, you know, like you wanna you wanna work on your intimacy in marriage, you wanna be you wanna recapture your fire, whatever the people say out there. I guess. You know, the thing, whatever. You, you never feel more sexually attracted to your your wife or your husband 
That's when you guys feel on the same page again. Yes, no. That's when you really when true. you've gotten yeah. all that fluff out of the way and you're 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 a team again. You remember? Yeah, like, this and is, I mean, I, this is why we started this whole business in the first place. Is because you know, I think that's why people take vacations together. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm not saying vacations are bad, but I'm saying like they they bring you back together. But almost like without a plan, right. you know what I mean? Like, like it's just a feeling. Like, oh, we always feel so good together when we go to this vacation spot, right. which is true. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go to this vacation spot, but you could have this vacation spot like in your house, yeah. <laughs> like continuously working on, you know, the next problem, or you know, whatever problems, you know, because family is just ev- always changing. The children are always changing. Mm-hmm. Whenever we have them in a routine, yeah. something changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? We always kind of have to assess what's next. And I, and I mean, like I wanted to be clear, like, uh, like having a marriage, mm-hmm. it never at one point is it certain mm-hmm. that you are going to have a good relationship. Like it's a continuous, like a continuous turning back towards, mm-hmm. you know, trusting in the grace of the sacrament trusting in reality, trusting in your spouse, Mm -hmm. and then like working to attack a plan. Right. You know, once you've turned towards reality, once you've reconnected with your spouse, you know, then it's like, we're going to assess this thing, this big pressing thing. This is the thing. If we could get this out of the way, everything else would be smoother. Yeah. And so there's, there's two kind of areas. If we're thinking in terms of uh, daily, daily stuff, things that happen every day, um, we're going to go on to talk some more about the practicalities of food and, and exercise and prayer and those those things that really should be part of everyday life. Um, but you have to have a plan. You have to be kind of working on that plan, figuring out how to how to make it work. Um, but but even before that, this is this worked out really well. We talked about the the three big questions first because the first if you're in a marriage, the first thing then has to be making sure that you have a plan for your relationship mm-hmm. because otherwise. The, you may be going down a good path in one sense individually, but making it harder to get back on one page with your spouse. Mm-hmm. That has to come first. And so um, if you don't have it, then in terms of those first three, those three questions for frantic families, that number two question, what, well, number, the number one question, like, who are we, you know, get kind of get back, like we're, we're shoulder to shoulder. This is a common mission. We're going to do it together. Okay, good. Number two, um, like, what do we need to work on now? If you don't have some sort of plan for continuing to date one another, continue to, to, to talk, to be a – just like you would in a, in a business, in an organization, you have to be talking to the other people you're leading, you're co-leading with, you're working together with. If you don't have that for your family, you need to work on that first. And so make that your first rallying cry. Hey, over the next month, we're going to work. We're going to make a plan. We're going to run the plan. We're going to tweak it until we figured out how to regularly uh, get back on the same page to talk about what's important, to dream again. Uh, to make plans, to try things, <laughs> to tweak them, we're going to work on that plan first. That's, mm-hmm. and again, that may not be a daily thing. We're talking about kind of a, a daily stuff on this episode. Uh, it may be a weekly thing, but that really needs to come first because if you want to start tinkering with the the messy daily life, you need to make sure that that's happening in the context of a of a partnership. Yeah, and yeah. I don't want to pick on the fly lady. I really do at some day want to like accomplish this. I've been on this kitchen sink day. The fly lady. So this is like the fly lady is like Women somebody know with the uh, Oh. Okay, <laughs> People okay. who are on YouTube and Instagram know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like a 31 days to habits like mm. that build cool. essentially a life without clutter and stress mm, in your nice. house. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> but like um 
well, crap. Now I don't know what I was going to say. You didn't want to get down to the fly lady. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, but it was – so the way that we came about um, getting our new morning routine, which I realized, like, I'm going to have a baby soon, mm-hmm. and it's going to change. Things will change. Right. You know, and we'll have to revisit this again, which we do all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we change our schedules all the time. But the way that we came about our last morning Generation, shift yeah. was that – you started, we, we were irritated by the way our kids act at mass, but we can't really blame them because we can't give them individual time at mass. And so, like, you were starting to oh, take some yeah. of the kids to so do morning fall. mass. Yeah, for a while. That's what, that was, so that was our experiment for about a month is that I was going to daily mass every day uh, and trying to take kids with me mm-hmm. every day or at least, you know, a few days out of the week. And so that was really good. That, so about, yeah. about a month I did that. Uh, and it was and really nice. It was really yeah. nice. And I was really grateful when he would come in the door and we'd all give him a hug or give the other communicant who was with him mm-hmm. a hug. And like I would speak to Jesus in my husband's chest. <laughs> um, and it was beautiful. But it did mean that he was gone all morning mm-hmm. and that I would get really I would have these like bouts of like resentment. That I'd have to like fight with, you know, like, no, he's at mass. Like, this is what we decided. This is a season in life, you know, like kind of just reminding myself this. But after a month or two, mm-hmm. and we, we had kind of joked once like, oh, we need to get you a waitressing job that's early in the morning. Because if you get can, you a me a waitressing job <laughs> that's early in the They're morning because I'm job. so extroverted. And when I can have yeah. like a happy, bouncy conversation with someone, it yeah. like makes me happy for the rest of the day. So we've been getting up. And then, yeah. so the way that you, after you went to mass for all those weeks or whatever, right. and we didn't even like receive compliments for our priest and things like that. But Jemmer came home and he was like, you know what? I think that this time in the morning mm-hmm. would be better spent if you and I just sit and have coffee for an hour and talk about whatever we want to talk about. Yeah. And at first I was like, no, how's that gonna, you know, I want you to go to mass. I want the kids to go to mass. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, we did it a couple days and the whole rest of my day mm-hmm. was so much more positively interacted with the children, which was my main problem. Like mm-hmm. I'm just getting irritated and angry and frustrated at the kids yeah. all day. And like that has tons of repercussions and how the kids act, you know, yeah. And it's funny because we, I mean, for the last couple of years, I mean, another p- a practical piece of this, right, is is getting up earlier in the day so that you have time before the kids get up, right? Before things, before you have to be at work, before you have to be at school, before you have to, you know, begin the day with, with kids is to get up early uh, so that you have some time to, to get your head right before the day begins, to get some prayer done. In my case, you know, for a while I've been getting up early. I find that if I exercise first thing in the morning, um, that that has a real positive effect on my day. So I get up and I pray and then I uh, go to the gym for a little bit. And then I was, again, in the yeah. couple months ago, I was going to mass every day. For a long time, though, you were getting up and falling asleep. Right, for, for a long so, time. So, like, yeah. you had to switch and be like, you know what, I just have to get up myself out of the house right away and exercise. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And, I've, and I've, I've gone back and forth a little bit on that one. But the point is, is that we've been, been getting up together for, for a while, for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. but we hadn't really tried – making because i don't get up first thing in the morning and i'm not really ready to talk yet <laughs> like, yeah it takes me i gotta get a couple cup of coffee ready. in but i but get, getting up and praying and then going to the gym and i come back um in our current schedule again what i was doing was going to mass and that was really good and i enjoyed that month that i was doing that but i i did realize 
actually that use of that that bit of time between the gym and the kids getting up would be a perfect time for us to have coffee because I'm fully awake now. Mm-hmm. I can have another cup of coffee. We can get our notebooks out. We can look at our calendars. Um, and I hadn't really planned on it. I just tried it one day. And again, in the midst of these ongoing experiments with our with our morning routine and our, our daily routines, that was a real game changer. And it really mm-hmm. connects to what we're talking about. Like yeah. you you can't you can believe it intellectually that it's it's important to stay on the same page and have time as a couple and to have, you know, quality time and dates. But you can't actually see the impact until you do it, until you mm-hmm. do prioritize it. You can't really see all the fruit that mm-hmm. it's going to have. You that's why some of the stuff you have to experiment with some of these pieces in your day. Mm-hmm. You have to see where they fit um, and kind of measure the piece, measure the fruit a little yeah, bit. Yeah, never have the attitude that when something fails, this is pointless. There's no point in this. See how right. stupid this thing is. Like just like think about why it failed right. and what you could try to do to to tweak it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and not all of our mornings have been pleasant. <laughs> no. Like I've picked fights and we've fought in mornings. Um, but fights are always good. I mean, they're just ways that like... I need to be heard or whatever. It's usually me. It's usually me that instigates the fighting. Um, So, yeah, no, they're all, it's just, it's wonderful. I, it's a wonderful, I look forward to it every morning. Yeah, so that's been a good piece, you know, so I I think consider, well, consider some things for the morning. Like I think the getting up early, um, let's talk about the practical things for a moment. Like I I do think that Catholics underappreciate the, the practical aspects of their lives and how those are are wrapped into the spiritual. We talk a lot about how we tend to compartmentalize the faith. You know, that my Catholic stuff, all oh, that happens on Sunday or in these specific religious contexts. And then, then there's all the neutral stuff, my money, my time, all that. That's just practical. It's not really, it's not really drawn into my faith life unless some hairy moral issue comes up. But I think that's wrong. I think that's exactly wrong. It's part of what we talk about on this show that, those things that we do every day, those practical aspects of our life, those are the daily opportunities to to seize virtue, to say, no, 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 I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this uh, reasonably as an act of obedience to God, to the nature that he's given to me, as a, an act of investing in my vocation. So in my case, for instance, as a man, um, I, I, I've just found that getting up every morning and, and training, exercising, that that has such a profound effect Overall, in terms of my strength and my energy, but also just my headspace, you know, throughout the whole day. Like, um, I've I've seen guys joking lately that that like going to going lifting some weights is like their it's like their therapy. But it's it's true. I've talked to I've 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 listened to some psychologists talking about the effect of uh, some prolonged intense exercise, how that affects us emotionally and our and our stress. I found that do, that doing a little bit of that every day has such profound spiritual and physical and emotional effects mm-hmm. and my, my stability as a man. And so because of that, I, I've prioritized putting that into my morning routine every day. Uh, and now that it's become just a daily little thing, it's, it's just, it's, it's a nice habit. It's kind of a routine I go through in the morning that might look different for somebody else. You know, it might fit into your life mm-hmm. differently, but uh, again, it's a, it's an important little daily vitamin, you know, a daily piece of your life that uh, may make a big difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was talking about breakfast time. Yeah. Let me We'd give an intro to that. <laughs> yeah. So I always cook breakfast in the morning mm-hmm. and we always have eggs um, because honestly it's just cheaper and easier than cereal and, healthy. and healthier. But I mean like 
when I think about the practical sometimes, like, why can't we just be like other people who have waffles in a toaster? And then I'm like, well, because then I'd have to put like 16 waffles in a toaster. And this is like, I just crack <laughs> eggs in a pan and they're done. <laughs> well, and waffles are going to be hungry two minutes later. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry. But it does. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, I would make breakfast, but I, like, we would just, we would go through this, like, so I'm making breakfast, which has like multiple levels of homemaking in the kitchen. Okay. Mm. Like thinking about the day, thinking about all the tasks that need to get done, like thinking about dinner. What can I multitask at doing this right now? The kids are running through it. And in the morning, I don't know why, but they just want to lay on the floor between the the oven, the refrigerator and the sink, which is exactly where I need to move like every 15 Heartbeat. I mean, that's so, not so, seconds. So let's make a list here. So the kids always want to be in the kitchen. That is an issue. <laughs> they want to talk because they're extroverts like it's, me. It's a chore time for the family right before breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of running around and trying to coach the kids in, in that. Then there's the making of the eggs themselves, which for whatever reason. Stresses you're, me out. And you're not good at making eggs. I mean, it's just, it's just, you're just not. <laughs> for whatever like reason, your eggs. You're just even. <laughs> You've been trying for years. <laughs> You're so good at everything else and all the other cooking. But for some reason, eggs, you just have not been able it's coming to coming out. It's all coming out, people. <laughs> the point was that for, for a long time, this seemed like the necessary <laughs> schedule, even though it's like every morning was stressful and the eggs didn't taste very good. And there was just like yelling and things, whatever. And I'm hounding the kids, but also trying to keep them out of the kitchen. Yeah. But the kitchen is like the center of our house. And yeah. so like I'm trying to help them do their chores, but they're always running through and and so, again, the point was the point here is that we had tried something; it had not worked. But it took us like years to finally be like, "Hey, what if we like tried to shake this well, up a little bit?" Well, you said this, so he said, "I'll make the eggs," well, what, what and then the I'm eggs? like, you know? "No, because you do everything <laughs> all the time." And he's like, "No, just let me make the eggs. You just do whatever you think on your schedule is what you need to do. You know, you want to." Get ahead with the day I think this kind of happened after we started meeting in the mornings, right? No, I think it happened or, before. Or right about the same time. I think it happened before. Okay. Uh, well, no, because you would be at mass. It doesn't matter. So The point is, is it this happened, happened around the same We time. were talking about it, though. We had gone from a place of just letting life happen to us. We were being more intentional about talking about these things and trying to work out a plan. I mean, that's yeah. the point here. But it is crazy how much it changed our entire day because I just go around and get all – like. All the to-do things that were swirling in my head while I was making breakfast, mm-hmm. like I'm just doing. Because you're getting ready for me to leave the house. This is part of this. Yeah. There's there's temp there's a temperament aspect of this. There's a, a daily schedule. There's a kind of work home life balance to this. I, I think one thing I kind of observed is that um, during that time I'm I'm already on and I'm I'm working with the kids and the kitchen is the central place of the house and so it was very easy and natural for me to to be making eggs because I've just I'm good at making eggs. What can I say? I'm just good at making eggs. At the same time as I can be coaching the kids through their chores and I can wrap a bunch of stuff in together into one task that for whatever reason that time of the day doesn't stress me out, but it did stress you out. Mm-hmm. So my suggestion was, well wait a minute, why don't I just make the eggs and keep the kids doing their chores and I can also do the dishes at the same time when the eggs yeah, are being cooked. So he added the dishes into that. And why too. don't you take this hour before I leave the house <laughs> to go to work to get other stuff done. Yeah. You know, it, to get yourself ready for the day. It was like the, the light bulb went on. I was like, gosh, this just makes worked. so much sense. It has worked so much better. And we get, we actually get to our breakfast time and we're all in better moods and mm-hmm. we pray and we have our breakfast. And then I even have some time to tutor the kids. Yeah. It's just worked but out. It well. was, it was a lot of both pride and fear on mm-hmm. my end 
that like you are taking on too much. Mm. Like you already do everything. <laughs> you know, you're. I don't do anything. Well, you're you're just very available to us, right. and you're willing and ready to sacrifice all the time for our family. So then I'm just like. And I just the one thing that I'm supposed to do in the morning, like I can't even do that. And you, you, it, it is kind of funny, actually, in retrospect. Like you held really tightly onto the eggs for a long time, and I was like, "These, it be just." It's... So, but I think that you make a good point that sometimes we hold on to what's familiar out of pride or fear or, or something else. Yeah, just being afraid that he was going to take on too much and get burned out, and it's just a pot of eggs. Well, and so like a step, one step back from that, like pride and fear causes us to to not be open to change and trying things new. But then the way that we address that to it, there has to be in the, the context of knowing that, Hey, we're working together, not just today, but over time so that I can't, we can try some new things and experiment because we're going to come back and, and, and honestly say, hey, how's this going? Is it working? Do we need to try a new plan altogether. Like you have to have that. Otherwise that really exacerbates the fear because it's like, we can't, give up our current plan, we might have no plan, you know, like yeah. you have to know that we're going to keep working together. So that's an important piece of all this. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the reason why we want to talk about this today was just that like marriage is like continual discernment, yeah. continual, dis- a life is continual discernment. I'm working right now to create a strategic plan for evangelization to families. Um, and part of the, the curse of this plan is that you can't standardize the family. Mm. The church doesn't tell you what to wear, what parenting method to use for your kids. Like it doesn't give you all of those things because the church is intelligent, or the church is, you know, wise. Um, and all families are different. Temperaments are different within marriage. Right. Bag is, baggage is different within marriage. Yeah. Financial situations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's all different, mm-hmm. you know. But the one thing that you can teach families is how to discern mm-hmm. as a couple. You can teach them discernment. You can the teach virtues. them prayer. You can teach them virtue and principles. But again, as we talk about prudence a lot here on the show. Uh, prudence is then that 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 touch point between all the head knowledge that then you have to apply to your actual practical life. Like how do I, how do I be courageous in my life? What are my obligations? What are my duties? What uh, are the practical, strategic, creative ways I might uh, tackle those duties? And if you're married, you can't do that as an isolated individual. You're not two individuals with two halves of the marriage, two halves of the family life that you can just kind of run in parallel. There has to be working together, dealing with the mess, making a plan, running the plan, evaluating how the plan went, making a slightly different, better plan. There has to be that cycle in your life. And that's both to make your life work, but also to make your relationship work. Yeah. You remember that episode yeah. of The Office where Pam and Michael start up? Paper company. Oh, that's so good. It's such a great episode because it really does show the nature of marriage, the yeah. nature of relationships, where when one person is freaking out, chances are the other person is not freaking out at that moment. And so you can help that person be like, okay, let's make let's, a list. This is all the things. Like, actually, Michael in that kitchen, when he freaks out, is exactly. <laughs> What I do when yeah. I freak out, I just yeah. say, everything's wrong. This thing is wrong. This thing. And John Mark just sits there and he's like, okay, so you've Let's... said a lot of things that you didn't like. Let's write those down. <laughs> write them all down. Um, so I, I wanted to share our latest Teresa freak out um, and our solution to it. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the, the, the three, three questions at yeah. the beginning, Lencioni's thing, this is our current 
um, rallying cry, our current answer to the question, what is important right now? What is the, the big thing that we're working on together right now? Yeah. And this was so it, right? I was I was mainly freaking out about the fact that like there's just clutter everywhere and we don't really have furniture or space solutions. When we for. wrote things down, like again, we had one of these yeah. discussions where we just like wrote down a hundred things, like all these yeah. things we could tackle. And it's like, we can't tackle all those, but here's kind of a, a theme yeah. that pulls a bunch of those together. Hey, we could tackle those this month. Yeah. Right? And the theme that we came up with was like for this, for this particular month. So our baby is due in March. And mm-hmm. so for January, we are thinking, make the house a peaceful place for Teresa, essentially before the baby. Yeah. Like, and so we had like we picked like uh, fix the living room. It was a lot of like physical Declutter. space issues. I guess those were the only. It was two. working on our cleaning yeah. routine. But just like sitting down and thinking like, well, if we could spend any amount of money to make this solution occur, I mean, not with without knocking down walls, you know, like what would it be? Like the kids can't talk at a normal level without Teresa's eardrums exploding. We need a curb. so we need a rug to mitigate yeah. the noise. <laughs> I mean, it was just so simple and it was done within a couple days. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we need a, a new entryway things. solution. Our toilet, Teresa is plunging the toilet four times a day for the so last finally, several years. So after being annoyed for five years, we bought, finally got a new toilet. Like, That's we could right. have solved that five years ago if we just had focused. Yeah. yeah, and we have couch issues and whatnot. And then we have, like, we've accumulated a lot of clutter in our many storage spaces. Mm-hmm. So, like going through our storage spaces and mm-hmm. getting rid of a lot of the stuff before the baby comes will be yeah. really helpful. It's just so important, right? Because another aspect of, of like daily routines, daily habits in the context of married life is that your priority list, what affects you, what bothers you might be very different from your spouse's. Mm-hmm. That's something we find yeah. a lot. When we actually make that list, I'm kind of like, okay, there are five things on there that you say are bugging the heck out of you which don't really bother me, mm-hmm. but would be pretty darn easy to fix if we decided to fix them. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I wouldn't have yeah. fixed them because they're just not like they just don't bother me that much. A lot of sometimes a lot of the problems are seeing like, for example, before the baby comes, if we don't solve these things before the baby comes, in my mind, we're not going to solve them for another two years, mm. you know, because you never know how life is going to change after the baby comes. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, we still have stuff in storage boxes from four years ago that we've never even looked at, you know. So it's like it, I'm seeing it in terms of years and you're like, why is this even bothering you? <laughs> I can just take this out to the trash right, right now. Right. And I'm like, let's take it out to the trash. Yeah. So <laughs> but anyway, I mean, so, so, so to start to land this plane, bring it to a close again, we um, the things you do every day are really important because they add up, you know, if they're positive then the you you're 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 piling up the wins if they're negative fix it because it's yeah. the thing you do every day so the, the things you do every day are important you know but they're they're a work in progress over mm-hmm. time write down your normal freakouts and then ask yourself where is the fear in this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so if you're always freaking out that the kids are in the kitchen in the morning while you're cooking like yeah that's a that's a good thing to write down and talk yeah. about be really realistic about um about the your whole needs as a person like you you do as a person you need to pray every day that should be your duty as a christian to know ahead of time what is your plan for praying every day if you're married then having time in the day or the week very intentional time where you're going to work together uh, as a couple you're going to talk you're going to work things out that has to be rock solid and then beyond that you know, 
then there's some 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 gray area there between those things and then the the duties and responsibilities of life and work and parenting and all that stuff. In there, I think it's still very smart uh, and I think necessary for individuals to say, do I have a plan for my health, for getting good good sleep, for getting some exercise in? Those practical things, again, they really add up fast, mm-hmm. and so addressing them is important. Um, but then again, as I as I said, on top of this, if you're married, uh, this has to be a plan that you work at as a couple. You know, you have to be experimenting and and making plans about the day to day life and troubleshooting those plans. And you, and if you don't have a plan for for how you're going to keep you know, iterating this, going over them and discussing them and trying things over time. Um, it's just not going to work. So you have to have yeah, that plan. And yeah. just knowing that your life is going to change. Yeah. Um, and that it's not a daunting task to think of like, we are always going to be reassessing everything. But it's like an exciting, it's like running it's exciting a race when you're on for the same, people when you're who together, run races. You're working on it together. Yeah. <laughs> or doing good at sport for people who do sports. I don't know. I'm sure that- <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. If you're type A, this is like right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, you know, one general thing we could say, and we mentioned it earlier, but like you, you really must uh, take into account that when you're not on the same page with your spouse, when you're not working at that and you don't have a plan for that, then the mess of family life can look really despairing. Mm-hmm. But, but take it from us, take, take it as like, like take our word for this, that when you, when you invest in getting on the same page you know, and, and getting back to that, you know, why, why do we get married? What, what, what do we have in common? Let's get excited again. Let's dream again. Once you get, once you work on that, then that mess becomes, as you said, an adventure, mm-hmm. something exciting, something yeah. to tackle together, something you don't have to have all this fear for. Cause it's, this is a project we're going to keep working on together and it's fun to work on together. Uh, but you have to have that. You have to be doing it together. Yeah. yeah it does make you want to have more babies. Because it makes me want to have more babies. It's not. It's not like a scary thing. It's not like I don't trust my husband to help me, and I'm drowning, and he doesn't see it, and whatnot. Like it's like no, no matter what happens, like we're gonna figure this out, and we'll make a plan, and seasons are short, and we'll figure it out. We better end this episode. I'm getting all yes. romantic over here. No, you're I'm gonna not. I'm gonna go kiss you. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. Uh, we hope there were some edifying bits of that that are gonna help you, uh, inspire to keep keep running the race, keep uh, ironing it out, do it together if you're married, you know, work on it together. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, if you like what we're doing on this show, please check out elevateordinary.com. Speaking way too fast. Uh, to learn about how you can support the show, be partners with us in this conversation uh, and download the app at theawakenapp.io. That's where the community is located. And once again, thank you for listening and for watching. Uh, God bless. We'll talk to you again. <laughs> talk to you again next week. Bye. <laughs> A big thanks to Select International Tours for sponsoring this episode of Elevate Ordinary. Check them out at selectinternationaltours.com for your next spiritual pilgrimage. See you later.